Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friend. How are you? What's going on? You playing lots of golf? A lot of fall golf? Making lots of birdies? Pars? Whatever is a good score for you? I hope you are because I want to talk to you today about how to make a birdie. And the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I talk to a lot of clients and members of my Above Par Academy who talk about how they just want to make some birdies coming in. They didn't have a very good front nine. They wanted to make some birdies on the back nine. They wanted to finish with a couple strong birdies. They were disappointed that they didn't make birdies. Matt has some easy par fives. Can't believe they didn't turn those into birdies. And I think it's so interesting the way our brain works relative to the game of golf. Right, we tell ourselves, I just want to birdie this hole, or I have to birdie this hole, or I have to finish well with a couple birdies, or I should birdie all the par fives because they're pretty reachable and they're short, or there's a short par four and I should birdie it. And this is the question I want you to ask yourself. How do you make a birdie? Like, how do you do that? Tell me. <laughs> when I ask my clients this question, the look on their face, usually there's quite a few seconds of pause. So they stare up into the corner of the ceiling, trying to like, how do you make a birdie? The typical answer I get, the quick answer that I get is I hit a great shot down the middle of the fairway. I hit my approach shot up there nice and close, and then I make the putt for birdie. Easy peasy. <laughs> and then I ask, is have you ever made a birdie with not hitting it in the middle of the fairway? Well, yeah. Right, have you ever made a birdie and not hit the green? Maybe chipped in? Have you ever made a long putt for birdie? Right, we have this picture in our head of how a birdie is supposed to be. We put a birdie on the scorecard and we're like, oh, it must have been this beautiful birdie, just like textbook, middle of the fairway, close to the pin, rolled in a beautiful putt. <laughs> and when that is our picture in our head, what we do is we put so much pressure on ourselves to hit the fairway. And then what happens if you miss the fairway? Right now you're like, oh, well, I lost my opportunity to make birdie. But that's not true. Have you ever made an ugly birdie? I for sure have. Have you ever said, thank goodness there's not pictures on the scorecard because that was ugly. Right? You walk off the hole and go, thank you. Not going to question it onto the next hole. Right? So we assume sometimes that holes are just easy to birdie. And that's not necessarily not true. Was that a double negative? Maybe. But I mean, there are holes that you have maybe have a wedge in, but it doesn't guarantee you're going to make a birdie. Right? There's other things at play. So what do you have to do to make a birdie? I want to give you some concepts around this. As you start answering that question for yourself and your game, and whether it's a birdie or par, whatever your handicap is, it doesn't matter. Whatever you would consider a good score, right? When you hear yourself saying, I need to make a birdie, I'm just going to do it. Like how many times have you actually gone out and said, I'm going to birdie this hole and you've actually done it? <laughs> Not very many times. And I promise you, if you did it, you're like, holy crap, I just said I was going to birdie that hole and I did. <laughs> right? If it was that easy to do to pull up birdies on demand, like, why the heck haven't you been doing it this whole time? Like, what are you waiting for? Turn it on. If it was that easy for tour players, the best players in the world, to create birdies on demand and they're playing for money and for a living, why the heck haven't they been doing it? Right? It's just interesting to listen to our brain say that I need to make or I have to make a birdie or a low number or save a shot, whatever the dialogue is in your head. 
So these are a couple of things that I want you to remember. One is you cannot force yourself to make a birdie. The more you force yourself to do something, the more pressure you're putting on your golf game and your swing. And the more you have this beautiful picture of how a birdie is to be made and you do not fit that mold, the less likely you are to make a birdie. So for instance, if you think it's pretty little shot, pretty little shot, pretty little putt, and that's how I make a birdie, the minute you hit your ball offline, off the tee box, you think birdie's off the table. So you can't will yourself or force yourself to make a birdie. Number two, there are a gazillion ways to make a birdie. You could top it off the tee, rip a three wood down there and chip in for birdie. You can hold it out of a bunker. You can bounce it off a tree. <laughs> There's a, just a ton of different ways that you can make a birdie. So I want you to reframe how birdies are actually made. Number three, all you really can do is stand over as many shots as possible from your preferred state so that you can make your best swing, so that you can think clearly, so that you give yourself a shot of making a birdie. The more you're standing over the shot, putting pressure on yourself, trying to force something to happen, the less likely you are to make a birdie. And the other component of that is it's humbling to remember that there's some luck involved. Now, yes, there's skill involved, sometimes not skill. I've seen some birdies that were not skillful. <laughs> they still made a birdie. But, you know, if your ball rolled through a divot, that was lucky because the shot with the ball in the divot's much harder. On the green, you could hit a great putt and it hits something and go offline. You could get a bad bounce on the most beautiful approach shot ever and it kicks forward or you hit the collar. There's so many different factors involved that it's not predictable to make a birdie. So I want you to ask yourself, when you've made a birdie in the past, how have you done it? Did you stand over the shots with lots of pressure or frustration or anxiety or fear? Maybe. I mean, you, you can do that and sometimes make a birdie. It's not predictable. Was there some luck involved? Was it a picture perfect birdie? Sometimes, yeah. Are there days where you've hit the pretty little shot off the tee box and the pretty little shot into the green and just lipped out all the time? Just couldn't seem to make any birdie putts no matter how close you hit it? There's other times you skank it down there and skank it up on the green and you knock in a 40-footer. Like we just can't predict it. So when you hear yourself saying that you need to make a number on a certain hole or you have to make some coming in, you want to really ask yourself how you're going to go about it. Because the answer on how you're going to go about it probably is going to come down to standing over as many shots as possible so that I give myself the best opportunity to make a birdie. That's it. That's all you can do. You can't force it. You can't will it. You got to hope you don't get some bad breaks. And you have to remember it doesn't need to be perfect. So hopefully your next round is filled with birdies. All right, my friends, pay attention to those words that we tell ourselves and redefine the way that you can go about making a birdie or a par or a bogey, even when you're in horrible situations. There is more than one way to get the ball in the hole. And when you keep your mind open to that and keep your mind open to the possibilities, you're going to get more creative and you're going to score better, right? If I can help you at all with coaching or some of my programs, make sure you head to kathyheartwood.com. Have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. 